Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about um, a topic that I've been studying a lot just in my own personal uh, time, which is the correlation between love and sacrifice. And so for those of you who don't know, I am engaged to be married uh, to my wonderful fiance. And so I've been studying a lot, obviously, on the topic of marriage and really what it is in light of scripture and what the Bible says. And really, marriage is the ultimate picture of the gospel like represented on earth. There's really no other human relationship that reflects the gospel like marriage. And it's it's so powerful to really study. And even if you aren't married, this is, a, this is all like a type of your relationship with Christ. The Bible says that the church is the bride of Christ. And really, you can look at marriage and you can really gain a ton of revelation and a deeper understanding of what it means when you give your life to Christ. And and, you know, that's why I want to talk about love and sacrifice, because, you know, <laughs> a lot of people would say like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know, whatever. But really, and we're, I'm going to read you some scriptures here in a minute, but the true expression of real love, because people say they love God and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I love God. But the, the true expression of real love is sacrifice. And I'm going to read you this scripture. First John 4.10, probably one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Uh, and it says, this is the New Living Translation. It says, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us first and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And so right here, God defines this is real love. The world has all kinds of ideas about what is love and people try to make up their own definitions of what love looks like. But God himself is love and he defines what is love. Love is that God sent his son to be a sacrifice for you and I. God sacrificed himself to express his love for us. God, Jesus, if you think about it this way, <clears throat> And this is kind of what I want to talk about. Jesus, it says in Philippians chapter two that Jesus laid aside his equality with God. He left heaven. He took on human flesh, right? He abandoned uh, that, that the life that he once had in heaven to come down to earth to pursue his bride, to pursue you, to pursue the church, to pursue you and you and me. And that's what's so powerful. And, and you can see that in, in marriage, that when you stand at an altar and commit your life to someone, that a man, and really this is a man's job, is to pursue a woman. And it's really powerful when you think about it, because literally it says, so it says in Ephesians 5.31, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. And so obviously a woman also leaves her mother and father when she's married, but understand this scripture says first, who does it first? The man leaves his father and mother to be joined to his wife. And so what does that mean? That a man, he's going to abandon his old lifestyle of being independent, of being single, he totally abandons that lifestyle to pursue oneness with his bride. 
And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. He, uh, he, he left heaven to come in pursuit of you, right? And so this is what's so powerful and really understanding that the man or, or Jesus, the husband, the bridegroom is the one that first takes that step to sacrifice and lay down his life for his bride. But this is the kicker. And this is really like what I'm trying to get you to understand is that if a man does that, right, and they stand at an altar and they've pursued this girl, they've dated her, they've been, they bought her a ring, which is all, this is all a type of like things in the, in uh, the gospel. Um, You know, he's laid down so much to pursue this girl. Okay. Right. But if she, if she does not stand at the altar and so in a sense, surrender her life over to her husband and choose to commit and submit her whole entire life under the leadership of her husband, right? Then they're not really in a marriage covenant if she doesn't do that, right? So there's a part to play. The man does his part and think of it this way too. When a man pursues a woman, he pays a very high price to buy her an engagement ring before they're married, right? So, the, and understand the woman does not pay a high price to buy the man an engagement ring. The man pays a high price to buy an engagement ring for his wife, his future wife, his fiance. So what is that a type of? Jesus came and he paid a very, very high price, which was the blood of Jesus. It says in 1 Peter chapter 1, He did not ransom you with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of the spotless lamb of God, who is Jesus Christ. So so there was a very high price paid, which is the blood of Jesus for your engagement ring as a believer. And what is the Bible says in Ephesians, what is the engagement ring or the seal of the promise is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like your engagement ring. The price that Jesus paid, he paid a very high price to put the Holy Spirit on the inside of you as your engagement ring, as the pledge or the foretaste of the fullness of your unity that's going to come at the marriage supper of the Lamb. But so what I'm saying is that Jesus paid this very high price and he does it first. He sacrificed first. He loved us first. But what many people do, and this is why Christianity, like people, you know, have a disconnect with Christianity sometimes. So they're like, oh yeah, like Jesus loves me. Like I love God. I'm a Christian. But understand that you have a part to surrender your life back. He sacrificed his life for you and we must give our life back to him. It's a mutual sacrifice. And really in the place of mutual sacrifice is the most beautiful and secure love and secure relationship of all time. And that's exactly what marriage is. Marriage is two people coming into a mutual sacrifice that they're going to submit their lives to one another. That what was once theirs, they're giving everything that once belonged to them is now no longer theirs. It belongs to that person. You're coming into joint partnership. Everything that you once had that was just yours is now not just yours. It's you and your spouses. It's all, it's joint it's unity at its fullest. There's a mutual sacrifice 
that creates a secure, loving relationship. And so it's the same thing with Jesus. If you want a secure, thriving uh, relationship with God, you have to understand that when you come into a relationship with God and you receive that engagement ring of the Holy Spirit, everything that was once yours is no longer yours. You are committing everything in your life over to the Lordship of Jesus. And this is like, this is like, I'm going to explain this more, but this is where some people miss it because they want everything that Jesus gives them. He's sacrificed his life. He's given everything. He was whipped. He was beaten. He was crushed. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. He went through what no one else has ever gone through. He took the wrath of God in your place. He paid a very high price and sacrificed his life to give you everything, to give you newness of life, to give you joy, peace, hope, healing, new life, eternity. eternity. Really, he gave himself everything. And so really, our only, the only correct response is to give him your life in return. And that's the part where people don't, you know, they just want to take their healing. They want to take their peace. They want to take what Jesus does for them. But, oh, but don't make me change the way, like, don't make me, don't touch this area of my life. Don't, t- don't do this area of my life. And you understand that that is what hinders your intimacy with God. If you want to go deeper in your intimacy with God, it's time to surrender every single part of your life to him. The part that you've been hanging on to for so long that you're just not ready to give up. You're just not ready to walk away from that thing, whatever it is, whether it's a sin or just something that you idolize or whatever, really, it's in the mutual laying down of your lives and submitting your life to Christ. That is where true intimacy is experienced. And it's the same thing with marriage. You will not experience intimacy in your marriage if there's a part of something that you hold back from your spouse. Like, oh, this is not yours, this is actually mine. That's, that's not the law of marriage that God sets up in the Bible. You are joined to your spouse. You become one with them. And it's the same with the Lord. When you become one with the Lord, everything that was once yours, you understand that you're submitting it unto Jesus now. And so that's why the, Jesus said in the Gospels, he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. So that old life that you're hanging on to, if you would just lose it and lay it down and forsake all, abandon all to pursue Christ, you will find real life. A life that's much better than the life that you were trying to hold on to. So many times we're trying to hold on to our own life. We're trying to hold on to what feels comfortable in the natural. And Jesus is saying, if you will just forget about everything that you're trying to hold on to, you will find real life with me. Abundant life, God life, the healed life, the overcoming life. And really, it's, it's holding on to the natural life that keeps us from going deeper with God. And there's another thing that Jesus said in the Gospels. He tells a parable of a man that found a treasure hidden in a field. And so that's like people, they, they, they hear all that Christ has for them. They hear about it, but it says that this man went and sold everything he had to buy that field. Really, and what is that talking about? That he had to lay down his former life. He made a decision, I'm gonna abandon all of my old ways, everything that I once had, I'm gonna abandon that, I'm gonna sell everything 
to now pursue this treasure that I've discovered. I'm gonna abandon my old life to pursue oneness with Christ, to buy this treasure that I found. Because really, and, and how do you get to that place? Because really you can't just like do it in the flesh. It all comes by having a revelation of Christ when your value system changes. And this is exactly what it talks about in Philippians chapter three. I encourage you, go read Philippians 3. This is exactly what Paul experienced. Paul gave up everything to pursue the call of God, period. He gave up everything, his former way of life, and you can read about it in Philippians 3. But what's so awesome is that it wasn't like, oh, woe is me, I gave up everything. No, his, he had an encounter with Jesus, and in that encounter, he saw something that was far more valuable than anything that he used to think was valuable. And that's why he was able to say in Philippians 3, for Christ's sake, I have lost everything, but I count it all as garbage now when I compare it to the priceless privilege of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Selah. And that is powerful. Because yeah, you, you, there is a laying down of your life. There's a sacrifice that comes to follow Jesus and to fulfill the call of God and to be sold out, sold out to fulfill the plan and purpose of God for your life. Is there a price to pay? Yes, there is. Is there a sacrifice that must be made? Yes, there is. But that is the very place where the power of God is able to flow. When you lay down the thing that has been holding you back and you experience true intimacy with God, you realize, wow, are you kidding me? I was trying to hold on to that. That's garbage compared to what I've received now. Garbage compared to what you receive from the Lord when you do that, because he said, and he told his disciples in the gospels, he said, you better believe any one of you that's given up family, houses, possessions, or lands, you will, for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, right? So his disciples, they forsook everything. They gave up everything. They left their family. They left their life. They left their, their business. They left everything to pursue Jesus. And he said, you better believe that whoever's given up all those things for my sake and for the sake of the kingdom, you better believe that you will receive back now in this life 100 times whatever you've given up. So you have to believe that in your laying down your life, that you're about to reap a life that's 100 times better than anything that you've given up. But you have to take that step of faith and believe that, that as you lay down your life, that you're about to step into the most intimate, incredible relationship with God Almighty and that he's going to bless you back a hundredfold. And that's exactly what God did by sending Jesus. Jesus is actually the ultimate picture of a sacrifice or a seed. What did God do? He sowed, he sacrificed his one and only son to reap an abundance of sons and daughters. So when God sacrificed Jesus, he didn't just get back Jesus alive from the dead. With Jesus, we were raised up together with him, made alive together in Christ. So Christ's resurrection was also the resurrection of millions of other sons and daughters of God coming to life from spiritual death. So God, he's smart, God. And this is like a beautiful picture of, of sacrifice. God sacrificed his son and he got back multitudes of sons and daughters. And really uh, the only response that we can have to this type of love 
is to pour it all back on him, to give, give our lives back to him, to sow your life. What do I mean by sow your life? I actually talk about this in my book. If any of you, maybe listeners out there have read my book, it's called A Glorious Bride. It's talking about the bride of Christ, the church, and uh, it's on Amazon if you would like to read it. And it's also on Apple Books. If you would like to read it, you can. Um, but I have a whole chapter in there that talks about this whole idea of sowing your natural life. What do I mean by that? I mean, giving yourself wholly to God, your desires, your dreams, your hopes, your time, your energy, your strength, your finances. I'm talking about giving God your all. And when you do that, your natural life, you give to God your natural life, you are going to begin to reap a supernatural life, the God kind of life. And again, I don't have time on this podcast to get into that whole thing, but if you would like to read more about it, you can read about it in my book. But, um, but I just wanted to encourage you with that today. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like wanting to go deeper with God. You're wanting to be more intimate with God. And you're like, man, like, I just feel like something's blocking me. I just want to ask you, when is the last time you really laid something down that costs you something to pursue the Lord more? Because in sacrifice is the truest expression of love. And really that's where power is able to flow. When you think about the cross, which was a place of sacrifice, think about the amount of power that flows out from the cross still to this day. So in your, in your, putting something down on the altar of sacrifice unto the Lord as really an act of worship. That is really what brings you into breakthrough and deeper levels of intimacy with God. And I like this scripture too. It kind of goes along with this idea of sacrifice. There's a scripture, I forget where it is in the Old Testament, but it's David and he's talking about, you know, they're making plans to build the temple of God. And he says, I will not bring an offering to the Lord that costs me nothing. So, and that's powerful. David was a man after God's own heart. He realized that there's something powerful that happens when I give, give to the Lord something that really costs me. And, and really, the, the blessing that you get back in return is immeasurable. Just like Solomon. Solomon offered 1,000 burnt offerings to the Lord. He gave a massive offering that cost him something. He sacrificed unto the Lord out of a heart of love and worship. And what happened? God visited him that night and gave him not only wisdom, but gave him riches. He became the wisest man and the richest man to ever live. That's powerful. That's a powerful harvest. So understand that on the altar of sacrifice is always the greatest harvest that you can ever imagine. So I just want to encourage you with that today. Whatever the Lord has been pressing on your heart to, to let go of, to lay down at his feet, I just encourage you to do that. And I believe that as you do that, you're going to experience a whole new level of intimacy with God in Jesus' mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.